0: You're listening to the Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Well, hey, gals, welcome to the Devoted Podcast. It's kind of fun to jump back into the closet. You know, I, I told you guys we're, we're going to be coming back. We're going to be coming back in September on our weekly stuff back on the regular. And I was kind of debating about when to drop this particular episode, but I, I just decided that we would do it a little earlier than what I was thinking. So, but I thought it, it would be fun to give you guys a little update. Man, summer has been so great. It's such a different season for us ministry wise. It's a little slower. And I see that kind. Kind of guardedly, (laughs) we don't have as many events in the summertime, but it doesn't mean we're not still really busy behind the scenes, kind of getting a bunch of stuff ready for you gals, and and so so blessed by the so called work, and I put all the air quotes in the world around that that we get to do, just with the purpose, with the drive to, you know, have gals just be pouring into their Bibles and being devoted to Scripture. It just truly is what drives us. It really is the thing that that we just so desire to do. So it just looks different a little bit in different seasons. Sometimes if it's an event thing, you know, we're really digging in and making those things work well. And then in the summer season, that is typically where I take that little smidge of a podcast break and have a little bit of an event break and work on some upcoming studies. So I just finished up the content portion, at least, for the spring study that we will work on in spring 2023. So not the one that I'm going to talk about at length today, but the one that we'll be working on next spring, which I think the months for those go, it's April and May, is the months that we will be working on that study. So I'm really excited about that. And it's so funny. I I, I work on a bunch of research and a lot of study and work on all that. And then I kind of bounce over into totally different bucket to jump into what our fall study is going to be. But so that's what I've been up to been spending a bunch of time doing that. And then just, you know, having some fun time with the fam. It's always so fun to get to see my boys a bit more and things like that before school starts it's been a unique season in which they have been all well I guess the older two have been working together they work at the same place and and my husband recently started working there as well it's part of a business that he owns and so they all leave in the morning and they're all working together so it's a it's a new mix there in our family but yeah it's been really an enjoyable season. Man, if you're in the Pacific Northwest, this has been a glorious summer. This is what we wait for with all of the rain and all of the gross that we go through in the winter months. You wait for this right here. Uh, You don't typically take vacations in the Pacific Northwest in the summer. I know some of you guys do, but We don't very often. And often that's, you know, maybe it's just schedule wise. I really don't know that I'll pat ourselves on the back that we're that smart and intentional. But I'm always glad when we are around just to do kind of little day trips and little local things and things like that, and hiking and stuff like that, because it is so fantastic here in the Pacific Northwest in the summer. So I love that. If you're gutting it out in the South, I have family in Texas. My goodness, the heat that you guys have been going through. I just don't know how y'all do it. You know, I get to this little 90s, just too hot. It's just too hot. You know, 80s. Great. That's fine. It's a little toasty in the closet today, I will say. So if as this podcast goes on and it just if I start talking faster, it means I'm probably getting hot and I need to. Go get a breath of fresh air. So, but so that's what I, we've been up to, and then a lot of the stuff that we're working on is just prepping for our fall study that's coming up, and that's what I want to talk to you guys a bit about today on the podcast, and and why I decided to to come on in August. So, if you want to join us for this study, you can. If you want to do it with us, so what we're going to be doing is in the fall, starting September thirteenth, we're going to be doing our study called "The Name: A Study of God," "The Name: A Study of God," and. Wow. As you're going to be able to tell throughout this episode, I have a lot to say about this topic in general, because it's just amazing. So, But before I do that, let me get to some of the nitty gritty about the study. If you're just brand new to this and you haven't heard about this, maybe you're brand new to the podcast even, and this is like, wow, you guys do studies? We do. And so this one that's coming up, September 13th, how these work is you can get your book if you want. You can go on athecreek.com, the women's ministry page, and you can get a book through that, or the athecreek.com, the events page. There's a place for you to register for the study. And what it means by register, it kind of sounds like a um, maybe more formal term than what we're looking for. But it's just basically so we know if you guys are going to be joining us in person, if you're going to be joining us online, and then it also is so you can get your book. So if you're here with us in person, you can pick up your book. They'll get you information and emails when you order that, that it'll tell you when you can pick it up at the services. Or if you're somewhere else, you can get it and they'll just mail it directly to you. So so we'll have the teaching on Tuesday nights at seven o'clock. Those are live streamed so you could watch it live or you can be with us in person. Or a lot of people, you know, especially our our church that's kind of everywhere. We've got some folks in Australia and Ohio and Alabama and Arkansas and Texas. And uh, so there's a lot of folks that actually choose to watch the study at a different time. They're usually up on our YouTube webpage by the next day. And you can either do the study just on your own, watch the teaching and all of that good stuff, or you could host a group in your home and you guys could do it together and join us that way. Lots of different options. And I'd really encourage you to pray about what option you should do? You know, if you are somebody that's on the East Coast, it's going to be real tricky for you to maybe. Well, if you were me, to stay up till ten o'clock at night and watch live stream. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I kind of want to be in in bed by nine. That's like pumpkin time. But you could watch it a different time. You could do a daytime thing. You could have a you know a group of of gals get together on a Thursday morning if you wanted and watch the teaching live or not live, but watch the recording of the teaching. And then do the study that way. However you want to join us, I just would encourage you to pray about that because there's a lot of different components to studying the Word. I, of course, love, love, love the personal time that you have. And you kind of get that with doing the book, just kind of following along and doing that as part of your daily devotions, or maybe you do it as an extra piece to what you're already studying. So I love that part. But I also love when you can corporately get together and just be obedient to what the Word says about gathering and really fellowshipping with other believers. And I talk about this often. I'm going to keep talking about it because not only is it in the word of God that we are supposed to not live in isolation and that we're supposed to gather, but particularly in these days, gals, I just feel it is so necessary for us to have like-minded people that are seeking Jesus, seeking his word that we can link arms with and kind of walk through the things that we're going through. And I don't want, I just threw out all kinds of like Christianese, yuck, like, verbiage and walking through and all these things and but I want you to know what I mean by that walking through something means listening to somebody and praying with somebody about something it really just means seeking the Lord together and I think we've lost that a lot of times that we we don't necessarily get together and pray together or even shoot someone a text that we're praying or praying with somebody over Marco Polo I've had people have done that with me and it's amazing so praying together and just doing the study but kind of think about how you want to do the study and how you'd like to do that if this is your season for it. Sometimes you might be somebody that's brand new to the podcast and you're listening to this like two years from now and you're going, what? There's a study coming up? Well, just for date reference, this is September 13th of 2022. But the study is always there. You can always go and order one, do it on on your own. And those kind of just live on the website. But I also just want you guys to know the teachings are there. And you can always do that. But really, the most important thing is your Bible is always there. I don't ever want people to think that we're just trying to do something to get someone to get a book or another thing that you need to do. The most important thing that you need to do is read your Bible. So I want our books to be tools for you to, to go deeper into the Word. But I don't ever want it to feel like you need to, you know, get another thing or buy another book or all of that. You know, the, that's not the purpose. This needs to be something where you are Using whatever's available to you to just study God's word. This study that we're about to start, the name, a study of God, is all about knowing our God. And there's so much, I I just love this so much. This is knowing our God who who can be known and that he desires to be known through the study of his names. That's particularly what we focus on. We look at all of, well, I I don't know if it's all of them, but we look at a lot of his names in the Old Testament and what those names then say about who he is his character and all of these things it's it's really a fantastic study and i have done bible studies most of my saved life i have you know been writing study for for the last couple years you know i have to say this one i i hate saying this because you're like wow everybody says this and that's just really overstating it but it really is very life changing to study god to know who he is. And I, I suppose that shouldn't be surprising to me. Maybe that shouldn't seem like an overstatement because he does tell us in his word over and over about who he is and knowing him and, and, it is such a key to really the whole span of your life. It's not something, it's not a one and done thing. And if you you are going to pick this study up and you're going to think, cool, I'm going to know everything there is to know about God in this eight week study. Oh man, you will be very disappointed if that is your end goal because it, it's not possible. We truly will be learning and knowing more about who God is. Hopefully, every single day of our life for the rest of the rest of our breathing days, that will be what we're, what we're aspiring towards and what we're working on. But I sure did enjoy this study of being able to just really dig in to what some of these names are and what it says about who he is. Uh, it, it tells us our relationship to him. It's really something that I think every Christian really needs to make a piece to choose to study that more. Today on the podcast, I just want to speak generally about knowing God. I'm not really going into an introduction to the study or anything like that. We're going to hit that when we start out of the gate in September. But I just this idea of knowing God, I just wanted to maybe just chat about that for a little bit. I've been rereading. There's a book called uh, Knowing God by J.I. Packer. He died. I actually don't know, but many years ago he died. But his book, Knowing God, it's it's an interesting book if you've not read it because it is a very theological book, but I have to say it's it's kind of practical theology. It's not super hard to read but i at the same time i don't want to make it sound like oh just it's just a light read cuz it's not it's there'll be some concepts that you'll read something about who god is and this concept of knowing god and you'll kind of feel like you need to read that about four times just that one sentence that that happens it's kind of one of those books but it's really accessible i even found an audio just a free audio version of it at the library which i started listening to and then i realized like oh dear this is one of those that i really need to see with my eyes at the same time so i have a very marked up um copy of Knowing God. Most of the markups are um, from my dad because this was one of his books that he had. So it's just got all kinds of things. And I've just been enjoying going back over that. So that's maybe a, a, a book if you ever just want something a little bit heavier to read. But I, again, I want to say it's kind of practical in the way he talks. It's it's not overly academic, which I do appreciate. And it's uh, so that's Knowing God by J.I. Packer. But what about this Knowing God. And how can we do this? You know, there's some things that scripture tells us about this idea. And in Jeremiah 9:23 and 24, it says, thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let the, not the mighty man boast in his mind. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. And then it says in verse 24, but let him who boast, boast in this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Like we think about things that we get prideful about falsely, right? You know, things that we think we're so good at or the things that we think we know. And those those are just pride. Those are just things that we need to, you know, die to. But there is something that scripture says that we can boast in. Now, I do sort of wonder, is this one of those things that, we could ever truly, truly boast? Could we really ever say in this idea of knowing who God is that, oh, yep, that's one that I've completely got down? I don't think I will ever be able to say that. But I do love that thanks to God's word, thanks to the things he's revealed to us, even through creation, the things that we see and experience through our relationship with Jesus we do know God and we can know him. And, and his word is telling us in Jeremiah that that is the thing that we get to boast in. That, and, it, and it doesn't just say that just knowing God, but it, it says even understanding, understanding. This is a little bit of a distinction that I think we have to bring with this conversation because getting knowledge about God is not an acceptable end in, of itself. You know, I mean, I think that's the piece that can result in pride. I'm fairly certain there's probably even atheist scholars out there who know stuff about God. They can report things that, you know, if a God existed, you know, this is what he would be like and, you know, all that that kind of stuff. But they don't know him. But they know they know facts. They know things that people say about who God is, but they don't know him. And, you know, I, I love to learn. I love to read. I, I love soaking in commentaries and scholars and all of that kind of stuff. But it's so important to remember that our pursuit to know God cannot just be an intellectual one. It can't just be all about the facts and the things that we take into our brains because it, it also, because of who God is and the very nature of who he is, it is a deeply relational knowledge that we have. It's not just not just facts. It's not just stuff that we know. It's not how many names of God you can recite to someone that you know. No, it's more than that. It's a very relational thing. You know, just today I was in my Through the Bible reading, and I actually, this wasn't in my normal thing, but I flipped over to Psalms, and there were two Psalms. You know, this is how as you're reading through Scripture, you're just going to constantly see these things come up about that's what Scripture is. It's revealing who he is to us, his redemptive story, and it's all throughout Scripture from page one to the very end. But today, as I was reading, the first one I read was Psalm 54, 4, that says, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. That's what it says. I mean, I, I know that's a simple verse and you're thinking, okay, great. But what kind of God does that? I mean, seriously, think about that for a second. It says, God is my helper and he's the upholder of my life. He, he helps us and he's holding us up. Have you ever felt that where you just kind of feel like you really just need God to hold you up? Keep me in place. I have so felt that. And that's what he's doing. He's our helper. He's holding us up. That is a God, the one that can do those things, the one that desires to do those things. That's a God who deeply cares for you for me. It's not something that that just exists in a study or in a book. That just exudes his care and his love for us, that he's our helper, and that he's holding us up. The next one I flipped over just page to Psalm 55, 22, and that's where it says, cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. He wants us to give him The things that are really weighing us down. And I guess just both of these, just small, small verses, they just gave me pause. You know, I mean, can we even fathom this kind of advocate for us? One that takes the stuff that's weighing us down, one that sustains us and holds us up and helps us. That says something about God. And as we're getting to know who he is, just in those brief little Psalms, you hear about a God who deeply cares for you. So when we learn about who God is, remember that this is a life pursuit. It's not something that you're just going to get in a, a study or a year or 10 years even. It's a life pursuit. And yeah, there is an intellectual piece to it. And I do think that we are called to be diligent and apply some discipline and really learn and study to show ourselves approved. Absolutely. But don't lose the personal, the relational piece, because I think if we do that, I think we're missing who he is. So let's talk about this what this means to just know something, okay? What is the knowledge piece of knowing something or someone? You can kind of break that down into a, a couple things, right? You can think about a place. You know, if you say, I know this place, how is it you know? There's things that you just grasp by observation of where you're at. You know, if it's a place you're studying, what the weather's like, what its landmarks are like, the things that you recognize that place by. That would kind of credit to, I know this place, you know. Then you kind of up that from a place to a person. And a person's more complex, right? What they look like, what they like, what their dislikes are, what their interests are. If we know someone, we're going to have a grasp of maybe what makes them happy or sad? Do they like seafood? Do they like cheesecake? You know, what's in their past? What are the things that make them respond the way they do? Those are All things that when we know people, there's an added complexity to having an understanding or knowing that person. But then the knowledge to know who God is, I mean, that's far more complex than both of those, isn't it? I think about what it would be like if we were to meet someone famous, If you're to meet the Queen of England or you're to meet the President of the United States or a world leader, or maybe I think for me, I was thinking, you know, if I were to meet anyone, it it would probably be somebody in history. Maybe I'm I'm sitting down with a Winston Churchill or an Abraham Lincoln or anybody that in the past, you, you just think, wow, that would be amazing to meet this person. But then if that person started just opening up, and sharing with you, you know, the, the things that were on his mind and the things that he was interested in. If you were sitting down with the Queen of England and she's opening up all these things to you, you would kind of be amazed, I think. You know, we, 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 there was, there's a certain awe when we think of an elevated person, if you will, in our societal stature or whatever, thinking of that, thinking of them being, wanting to have a conversation just with us. And so there's this level of, I don't know, wow, like amazement, all of those things. But then that may seem like a silly example, but think about it. like, if you put that over to how amazing it is that we get to have access and know and have a relationship with someone that's way greater than the greatest person we could possibly think about. I think we miss that. We can miss how crazy cool that we actually get to know God. He says that we can know him. You know, knowledge of something comes from interaction with it, involvement, time with the subject that we want to know. You know, if you, if you want to know something, you're going to have to spend some time with it. And God is no different than that. This is everything from your time that you spend talking to the Lord, just having conversation, praying. I know prayer is the word for all of those things, but I do think that we can even look at those conversations with the Lord as not something that just happens in the morning when you're opening up your Bible or in the evening before you go to sleep or in the middle of the night when you wake up and and you pray about something. But we truly can have this conversation with the Lord all the time. That God that I read in Psalms that cares, that wants to carry our burdens and all of those things, he's there all day. He's there all day. He doesn't take a break. He's with you all day long and we get to have that conversation. So there's a time element in how we get to know who God is too. And and, and to do that, you're going to need to spend some time with him. Another thing in this, Psalm 910 says, Those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. The word trust in that kind of made me pause for a second. Because we do need, there's this element of you need to trust something in order to do that, you kind of need to know it. It's gonna be really hard to trust something that you don't know. And I wonder, you know, are we lacking really trusting God? And if we are lacking in that, could it be it's because we don't really know God? Like I said, it's hard, it's hard to trust something you don't know. Proverbs 3, five and six says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Great verse, right? Trust in the Lord. Give it all to him. Don't lean on your own understanding. But I wonder if the trouble with this is, and why we have such difficulty just hanging on to that, is that we don't trust God because we don't know him. I wonder about that. As I was rereading Knowing God by J.I. Packer, there's a couple things that he lists. He kind of tries to narrow this down on what does it look like to to know God? And so I'm going to give you four things that he says in there. And then I want to give you some scriptures along with some of these things. But here are some things that he said as far as knowing God, four things that you need to do. And the first one he said is that listening to God's word and receiving it as the Holy Spirit interprets it and applies it to us. This is your first key in knowing God is that you listen to God's word and you receive it as the Holy Spirit interprets it and applies to us. That's the first one. I was looking up a study, Christianity Today, just this year in April of 22. I'm going to just read to you what they said, because this was stunning. When we're talking about listening to God's word and receiving it, that does mean that you have to read God's word. Yep, that's going to be, that might seem real obvious, but that one's going to be key. You've got to read the Bible in order to listen to it and receive it. And the study that they did, it was actually a study that was done by the American Bible Society. But this is what it said in this article. It said, when researchers for the American Bible Society's annual State of the Bible report saw this year's survey statistics, they found it hard to believe the results. The data said that roughly 26 million people had mostly or completely stopped reading the Bible in the last year. Quote, we received our calculations, we double-checked our math and ran the numbers again and again. John Plake, lead researcher for the American Bible Society, wrote in his 2022 report. And then he says, we, what we discovered was startling, disheartening and disruptive. The study said in 2021, about 50% of Americans said that they read the Bible on their own at least three to four times per year. I'm gonna read that again. In 2021, 50 percent of Americans said they read the Bible on their own at least three or four times per year. Then it goes on. It says that percentage had stayed more or less steady since 2011. Okay, so that was about where we had been for, you know, over 10 years. But in 2022, that number dropped by 11 points and now only 39% say they read their bible multiple times per year or more it is the steepest sharpest decline on record wow i had to read that one line again because i don't know if you were like me but when you were when i started to read that that most americans read their bible 3 to 4 times i was expecting it to say per week or maybe crazy town per month but i certainly was not expecting it to say 3 to 4 times Per year. So that's pretty startling. And when you look around at our crumbling moral compass, man, is there any question as to why? Because we're not doing this very first part. You know, remember, we're, we're talking about the piece of, of knowing God. The first piece is listening to God's word and receiving it as the Holy Spirit interprets it and applies it to us. And, and that's going to require that we read it. And most Americans are not doing that at all. And those that are, are doing it three to four times a year. A year. So I'm just going to let that one sit there. (laughs) Do with that as you will. But that's pretty crazy. So the first part is just to read your Bible. Just to read your Bible. You're going to know God. The second thing that you can know about uh, knowing God is that you can note God's character and nature as His Word and His work reveals it, this is a key piece to knowing God, and this is this is where you get into the fun stuff as you're reading scriptures and pulling out things of who and what God's Word is saying about about Himself. A couple of scriptures here: Second Peter three nine says, "The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should re- all should reach repentance." This right here, you learn what do you hear about? God's nature and character, you learn that he's patient, that he's he's not rushing, he's not looking to just, you know, slap someone on the on the wrist and punish you. No, no, no. He's patient and he's he's kind. First John 1, 5 says, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. There's another thing you can read that scripture and go, ooh, what do I pull out about the nature and character of God? Is that he's light. And sometimes the light piece, while that might seem obvious i think the biggest piece is man when things around you look really dark that could be because god's not in it because where where there's darkness there's nothing that that's nothing of god that he is light and in him is no darkness isaiah 40:28 i love this one too have you not known have you not heard the lord is the everlasting god the creator of the ends of the earth he does not Faint or grow weary, and his understanding is unsearchable. We could spend an entire podcast just on that verse, couldn't we? Because think of the things that we hear and learn about God's nature and his character. We learn that he's everlasting. Man, no stop, no start, guys. He's everlasting forever, he's the creator. So, I mean, he actually breathed life into everything. He knows how your body works. He made it. He knows how all the creatures around us work, the nature. I mean, he's all of those things. I think I like this part in particular because how many of us get real tired, right? (laughs) Like I said, remember nine o'clock pumpkin time? Yeah, he, God, does not faint or grow weary. He never needs a break. He never needs to go grab a cup of coffee in order to get through the rest of the afternoon. He is always there, that everlasting God, that creator, and he doesn't grow faint or weary. I love that. And how many of us need that, right? Because we, in our flesh, we get real tired and we do grow weary. But remember the Psalm that I read, you know, a few minutes ago about that he's the one that's upholding you and he's your helper. Yeah, he, he doesn't get tired. He doesn't get worn out. And then it says, and his understanding is unsearchable. That is incredibly comforting to me also about the nature of God is that he knows everything because we don't. My goodness, do we not? We, we don't know what's going to happen five minutes from now, much less, you know, a year or two years or 10 years down the road. He knows all of it. So what a perfect God to be able to put our trust in, to know and, and really be able to actually cast those burdens on because he's the one that knows what the outcome is going to be anyway. We don't. So you can read scripture and you can look at the things, and and these are just three. You could do this all day long with pulling out scriptures and seeing the things that we can learn about the nature and character of God is. So knowing God, First, you need to listen to his word. You need to receive it. Second thing, you need to note his nature and his character and how his word and works reveals it. We didn't talk about works too much, but you could also see that. But I gave you some examples there of how his word reveals that. The next thing is that it's by accepting his invitation and doing what he commands. Now, again, I'm not taking credit for these four points that I'm giving you. These are the four things that J.I. Packer puts in his book about knowing God. But this is his third point, accepting his invitation and doing what he commands. So, the invitation piece is so key because this also brings into what we were talking about at the beginning of the relational concept of knowing God. And Acts 16, 31 makes it so simple, but it says, believe, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. That's the invitation that, of, of what we need to do. And then the second part is really that obedience that we need to do that. We need to actually do that. But First John 2, 4 and 5 says, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. So there's, yes, the invitation and accepting that invitation, but then also being obedient to it. Because it says in First John, he's saying, you know, you can't say that you know him and then not do what his word says. That's incongruent. And if you say that you know God and you're not doing what his word says, John has some strong words for you and he just calls you a liar. Don't you love that? Just calling it as he sees it. The last thing that he mentions here in knowing God is the fourth one, recognizing and rejoicing in the love that he's shown us. Each of these are components of what it looks like to know God. So a couple of scriptures on this one, just recognizing and rejoicing in the love that he's shown us. These are going to sound very familiar to you, but I think it's so good for us to hear them. 1 John 4.16 says, so we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Romans 5, 8, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is an amazing, perfect kind of love. That last one that I just read, Romans 5 8, that he didn't die and love us when we had it all together, but which would be never, spoiler alert on that one. He did it and he loves us right where we're at as sinners. That was the piece, that was where we were at when he died for us and loves us. And as we talk about love, you know, the world, the world knows. God to be love. They'll say that. Even the nominal Christian will will maybe say that. They'll say God is love and he is. He's absolutely love and I so many things we can talk about on that. Just this last week at church, Pastor Brett was talking about love and what that looks like biblically as we're studying Matthew. And God is love. But one of the things I enjoyed so much doing the name study is that yes, God is love and he's also just. And he's also sovereign. And he's also omnipotent. He's all of his attributes all the time. And when I say attributes, I just mean it's a word that we use to, that accurately describes what is true of him, what's true of God. That's how what we call his attributes. And he is all of his attributes all the time. And this does make our brains short circuit, I'm sure. It does mine. He doesn't take off his sovereign hat to be love. Or he doesn't take off, you know, being faithful and true and unchangeable in order to be good and all-knowing. He is all of the things that he is all the time. And that is, that is amazing. And as you meditate on that kind of stuff, and again, very Christianese word, right? But meditate is just rolling those things over in your brain, actively engaging your brain to think through and chew on these scriptures of what that's saying. I mean, what does that look like for a God to be all loving, all just, all sovereign, knows everything, everlasting, all of these things that we know to be about God, and he is them all of the time. See, us as people, we can't do that. We can do one thing usually at a time. And some of us crazy multitaskers think that we can do more than one thing at a time. But usually, you know, we probably should stick to the one thing at a time. But God can do all of it all the time. The encouraging thing to me too as you study who God is, is that he can be known. God may not be known exhaustively, perhaps, but he can be known truly. And I read that in my study in the study I was doing of God for the name study. That is a quote from somebody. I'm trying to think how it went, but it's something like that, that God cannot be known exhaustively, but he can be known truly. And the exhaustively piece is just because it's just our small, finite brains that just can't handle all of that stuff. But we can know him truly as we study his word and see what it says about him. Isaiah 43, 10 through 11 says, you are my witnesses, declared the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and you understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. I, I am the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior. Three words that I highlighted in that passage there is that you may know, believe, and understand. You know, that's the other thing. Sometimes our brains, when we're like, man, I can't truly get all of this down, and so I don't even know if I should try. That's too much. I can't figure it out. But if we only sought after the things that our brains could really fathom, man, we would completely be missing out on all of the things that the Lord has for us. And truly, if, if we could completely understand God in our finite little brain, would he be big enough to be the God that we worship and we choose to serve? We also just can't neglect that all of this, knowing God is truly done through knowing Jesus, who as John one fourteen says that he is God in the flesh, where the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That was Jesus. And that brings us to that relational peace that we have. John 17, 3 also says, And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Knowing Jesus. You know, Scripture talks a ton about abiding in him and what that looks like. And it really just requires knowing and obeying. It's seeing the things that Jesus tells us to do, the things that his word tells us to do, and obeying it. Knowing and obeying That is what brings us into a place where we're abiding with Jesus. But I want to read that to you again in John 17, 3, where it said, this is eternal life. Okay, so not just the here and now, but it says that they know you, which means you can do it. God doesn't say in his word for you to do something and then not give you a way to do it. He says that they can know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. The last thing on knowing God, I just want to point out is that he wants us to do this. He really wants us to do this. In Hosea 6, 6, it says, for I desired mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. He desires for us to know him more than our dutiful things that we might check off of our boxes. You know, he wants us to know him. So again, that tells us that we can. And if we can, he desires us to do it man, how much of a word is that to us that we need to do this? We need to know who God is. There's so much here. And, you know, like I said, guys, our our quick little study for this in, in eight weeks coming up in September, or like I said, if you're listening to this two years from now and you decide to do this on your own, all of it is such a glimmer of what we can know. But we can start and we can dig in and we can know and we can pray and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to us. And just like I said, just because we can't exhaustively get our mind around this, know that it it is possible to do because God's word tells you that you can do this. And maybe that's the pep talk that we need right now, but that he, he desires us to know him with our mind but also our soul. It's not just about the facts and the things that we might take in, but it's truly you will grow in knowing who he is, his love for you, his justice, his vast knowledge and understanding of all things. And I'm just gonna tell you, if you choose to do this study, whether you do it with us or whether you just pick up your Bible and you decide to just do your own personal study on who God is, knowing his names, and looking them all up, Adonai, Elohim, Jehovah, I mean, I'm telling you guys, this study, it's going to bless your socks off. It really is. So I hope one way or another, you join us. And like I said, do it with us. But ultimately, I hope that you just pick up your own scriptures and that what just even reading, hearing these scriptures today just kind of gives you a little bit of a taste and piques your interest on digging into what these scriptures say about who God is. You will be so blessed by this. So jump in with us or grab your Bible and just as the Holy Spirit is your guide, which it always should be, do this study and study who God is so that we can know him. So I will be back. Soon on the regular, okay? We're coming back with our regular weekly stuff soon. I love to hear from you guys. So if you ever wanna drop me a note, you want to hear about something, I am kind of developing a kind of a list of questions you guys have sent me. I usually try to respond directly to you on those, but then I also thought I might put them in a podcast at some point because probably somebody else has that question too. So, but I read every one of those emails that you guys send in and respond to you guys on that. You can also follow us on Instagram at 80women, We kind of keep all the current stuff of what's going on. If you're not on social media, (laughs) I applaud you, but you can get information just on our website too, and we'll try to keep things current through that. And also, if the Devoted Podcast, if it drives you to the Word of God more, which is our aim, please share that with others. Send episodes or maybe there's one that just really hit. There were some scriptures that were taught or maybe even if it's not the podcast that you send, write the scriptures down and send them to someone. But when you send the episodes or you rate the podcast, it really helps so that other people see it. I don't get all the techie algorithm stuff. They're tricky and I don't understand them. But really, the more you guys engage and rate and share, it helps others find us. And plugs like this, my team knows I cannot stand stuff like this. But the thing is, is, this is zero about our ministry and it's everything about if one more gal gets into the word more. If the one more gal opens her Bible and, and sees this Jesus that loves her and cares about her daily life that she is walking through right now, that is what we are all about. And that's what I, I just love that. So if that's what the Devoted Podcast has done or is doing for you, then we want to get the word out on that. So you can help us out with that. And that's kind of it. So I have a bunch of new episodes coming up where I'm gonna tackle some things. We're gonna, I think, do probably a two-parter, we'll see, on depression. So yeah, looking forward to that one. But I, I really am strangely just encouraged. It's just encouraged by what the Lord how his word speaks to all of the topics so well depression and change and all the things that we go through in our life man god's word has something to say about all of it so looking forward to that looking forward to being in the closet a little bit more often and just getting to talk with you and send me a message let me know who you are if you see me around the church or whatever please say hi i love to know who is on the other end of this microphone so with that guys have a great week and i will see you soon Thank you for tuning in to the Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of Athey Creek Christian Fellowship in West Linn, Oregon. For more resources or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at